Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I am your number one true original host, accompanied by a goddamn clone. It's Sinister Josh again, where everything is sinister. Um, that's right. Um, but apparently you're not. You're the original, the original one. I um, know for a fact. I don't have to double check it. I'm the original. I you, must okay. Be. All right. Well, I'm. There is go a thing ahead. in my head. Don't put that into account. Okay. Well, I'm the original. You never said your name though. I'm Josh. That's Nick. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the original. That's all you need to fucking know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything is sinister again. It, mostly everything. Uh, some things are outer world based today. <laughs> Holy shit, I thought we were talking about Warhammer for most of it, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, today, guys, we are covering, we're catching up on Knights of X with the help of our friend Josh over here. That's right. That's and then, then we'll be covering Sinister, Sins of Sinister, I guess, part five and six, or four and five, actually. I, I guess so. it's Nightcrawlers guess. 2 and, and World. <laughs> Immoral too. I don't. I don't know. Okay, so I am actually surprised. I don't know why I thought there'd be a sin of sinister, like a main one, in between all this. Because that's how not. you've been conditioned. It by really Marvel. is. <laughs> but yeah, no. When they put this thing out, it's like a real. Like I mean, when you look at the checklist, it's a real quick series. Yeah. That we're like about halfway through already. Yeah, I have to make sure I have a what is it Dominion the last yeah, one. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I gotta make sure I have Dominion on my pull list because I don't think I even knew about it until I saw this checklist. Yeah, I, Dominion. You gotta. I, I wonder what that one could be about. <laughs> yeah. So we're covering all that today, but first, Josh has some uh, new titles announced that I might not know about. So let's hear. Yeah. About so uh, I think er, later this week. So we're recording this on Saturday. What is it? March? Yeah, March twenty fifth. <laughs> um. So sometime this week, they announced the June solic- solicits from uh, Marvel. And a couple new X books appeared for June. So I mentioned last time, because they mentioned it at that X-Men 60 uh, event they did, book called X-Men Before the Fall. This one is called Heralds of the Apocalypse. We got a writer named Al Ewing. That's right. Mr. Ewing is taking on Apocalypse. Very good. And uh, an artist named Luca Pizarri probably is how it's pronounced, but I'm not I don't not familiar with their work. It's a one shot and it's basically the origin of Araco. Oh, nice. Or we learn the origin. I, I'm not sure based on the you know what I mean? Like I don't know if we <laughs> it only see took it or... what three years. Yeah, I know, right? And then there's <laughs> another one coming out called Mutant First Strike, still under the X-Men Before the Fall banner. Um this one is written by um one miss one Steve Orlando. Okay. So could be good. Could be coin toss. Is it a one shot or I I don't that it doesn't say one shot. So okay. but maybe it's it's a real quick miniseries if 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 anything. Okay, that's fine. But apparently I think this is gonna be part of what's kicks off the fall, which is there is a very large scale devastating attack perpetrated by mutants and bishop has to like lead this team to basically like rescue people from other mutant terrorists basically it's what it sounds like yeah so it it sounds it sounds like marvel just because hickman's not there do not character assassinate all the mutants please i know it sounds like either here's what i'm thinking it is though i think it's orcus i think it's like a fucking like a uh, what is it false called? Flag, flag. False flag. False flag. Yeah. There it is. Uh, so yeah, those are two ones coming out in June. So uh, we're leading up to the fall of X. Oh well, we're also leading up to our hundredth episode. That's right. That's the other news we got, good sir. So Why don't you tell about episode, it? Yeah, as the original host. <laughs> um. Yes. I for our hundredth episode, we have a, a nice idea. We think it's going to line up perfectly. We are going to have a Dark Phoenix 100th episode spectacular. We are going to cover the four episodes of Dark Phoenix from the animated series. We're going to cover the actual trade of the Dark Phoenix. And we'll talk about the two movies that kind of did the Dark Phoenix. That's right, baby. It's all Dark Phoenix all the time when we turn 100. 
We're all going to wear red wigs for the occasion. It's going to be fan-fucking-tastic. Goddamn right we will. Um, and it's only happening because of you great listeners. We've been looking at the numbers lately, and I got two things to say. Thank you. Thank you for listening. But also, F you, because we have a lot of listeners, but not as many subscribers. Subscribe. Comment. Rate. Help out the people who are giving you entertainment, maybe. But we also appreciate you listening to us. Here's what I believe happened. <laughs> We had some people listen, <laughs> and some people were like, "Nope, immediately not for me. turned off." <laughs> but then, guess what? If so, you do subscribe, you're part of the elite, the the elite. That's, that's right. Now part of the elite family of X, the family of X, the family. That's why of I'm X. quoting it now. If you are a fan of us, you are part of the family of X. Welcome. Right. Uh, when we're you subscribe, print part the of the family. As as we talk. Yes, I'm starting the logo later. The yeah. Aris, are you listening? You're going to make a new logo for me soon. We should talk about a rebranding. We should talk about it. You don't want to change the name since episode three. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do. <laughs> Maybe when the fall of X happens, we'll have to change it. I kind of. I think we're about to, like, it's about to make no sense anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, let's get this party started. Do you want to start with Knights of X? Or, yeah, Knights of X, or do you want to start yeah. with Sins of Sinister? Um... Let's get Knights of I can get Knights of X out real quick. So um <laughs> Knights how of X. Issues, how many issues did you read? Three. There's two Knights of X and then the first Captain Britain. Okay. Okay. So we're talking Knights of X four and five. Um quick recap. I'm gonna try to do all it's hard for me to like turn the pages and hold the mic. <laughs> like I don't have enough desk space. Like I truly need a new mic that I can literally just stand. But anyway. Um, so Otherworld is under attack. Merlin has taken over the the Starlight Citadel. Um, Saturnine and Roma are working together to, we think, try to thwart uh, Merlin as well. They're also ra- like helping to raise Shogu, who's a dragon in the Otherworld. I don't know if you remember that about Shogu. Or- yeah, yeah. Um, so he's a dragon. They're trying to like teach him how to use his mutant powers. Um and and his dragon magic powers, and all the while Betsy and her ragtag team, including Gambit, Megan, uh, who else? Who else is on this team? We got Shatterstar, Richter, Kylon, who's a OG um Excalibur person. Oh yeah, Bay the Blood Moon, um, Cipher's wife, mm-hmm. and two names to keep in mind going forward. We got Mordred, son of uh, King Arthur, and then we got King Arthur himself, plus everyone else I mentioned. Those are your cast of characters. All right. When we last left off, Gambit looked like he died. Yes, we know. Yeah. We know he didn't because he's been in a shit ton of books that we've covered since this. Yeah, it would have been a pretty big deal if he's been dead this whole time. Would have been a pretty big deal. So uh, our heroes are like, oh, shit, he's dead, but we got to keep moving. Jim Jaspers was being held prisoner, but now he's free. And he's helping to fight back the horde that Merlin just sent on them that was attacking and that killed Gambit. Uh, they need to, they're on a quest to find the Siege Perilous, which is this big portal thing the X Men have used before in Marvel artifact history. Um, when those who walk through it are basically given a new life, mm. either they leave behind a thing like they leave behind memories is what happened to some x-men when they walk through it in the og days you come out as a new person sometimes so they have to go find this for roma jim jasper jim jaspers opens this portal to um a part of Otherworld called uh, i'm gonna fucking butcher it um mercator i'm gonna guess is how it's pronounced sure. um and so everyone is basically sucked into this this hell looking world it's all red and swampy it looks a lot like a fucking scene out of the never ending story or some shit and while they're there they just they're each separated from each other and they are confronted by like Richter is confronted by uh, Apocalypse telling him that um he he's failed um Captain Britain is being attacked by a bunch of other Captain Britons. Mordred is attacking a monstrous version of his his father. They're all basically being presented 
with their innermost fears come to life and trying to kill them in this in this magical realm that they find themselves in. But Rachel is also in this magical world with them. I did forget to mention that Rachel is on the team. Uh, big big fucking deal here. So yes. Rachel, for those who who don't remember their Excalibur history and early '90s uh, X Men history, and I sure as fuck didn't. And thank God, t- uh, Teeny Teeny Howard realizes that because they did a lot of back t- back storytelling here too. So Rachel is you know was a Phoenix host. She's also from a different timeline. Um. She um she goes by another name that she got in other world called Ascani. Have you heard that? Ascani's son is what they've called cable sometimes. Oh no, I haven't noticed that. Okay. So it's it's from this, it's from like an a a, a, t- a world in which uh Apocalypse won in in like it's basically like Age of Apocalypse level shit, if I remember correctly. Okay. But Rachel found herself in this realm one once and became known as Ascani there because she is one of those like fixed points in reality where like all the most she can like her psychic very ill-defined phoenix powers <laughs> and um can basically move between the um multiverse thank you yes um and so she's able to kind of connect everybody and they they're confronted they they get back together and then when they're back together they're confronted by do you remember Mr. M? Yeah. The mutant. He's all of a sudden there. A bunch of Merlin's goons are coming down and he's like, Hey everybody, you arrived just in time. Boom. End of four. Now we go to five. They rushed this shit. I think they like I think they got canceled or some shit, maybe. Like it feels <laughs> like they're like, okay, we had a lot of things that we were gonna stretch out over twelve. We're gonna do it in five. So um it was Captain Britain number four, right? <clears throat> which um oops. It is, no, it was um it was Excalibur before, and then it was Knights of X, and now it's now it's Captain Britain. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, yes, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So um episode, episode five here opens up right where we left everybody off. They're about to be attacked by uh Merlin goons. All right, pause for a second because I'm sorry. I thought I was really confused because I thought you were going to cover Legion of X. Oh, shit. No, no. Knights of X. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, because I'm like, this is a really long Captain Britain number one. What happened to Nightcrawler? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, good. All right, audience, you you just listen to me have like a brain fart. It's good. All right. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Continue. So so we're in this we're in this Mercator world. Uh, we come to learn that it's red because it is this realm is made of the siege perilous. This realm is a siege perilous. So basically, this realm is a portal world in which you're confronted with yourself. You can do whatever you want, or like you can like Rachel eventually uses it to like uh teleport, like like a Krakoa gate, basically. Okay. So it's in this. It's in this weird astral plane of an existence that we find uh, a house of cards all of a sudden built and it's a it's a gambit is his essence is still alive in this place because his body went through that portal too when jim jaspers did everything so his his soul is basically in this weird magical realm um in his house in his tower of cards he has a shrine he has a gorgeous statue built of rogue um (laughs) with just candles all around it um, and then the death version of of Gambit, his oh, yeah. apocalypse version, comes out and attacks all of the um, all of the Knights of X, along with versions of Wrong Slide and some other some other mutants. Uh, oh no, because he yeah, Wrong Slide comes out too, and they're like, "Why is Wrong Slide here?" And it's because gambit is war it's part of gambit's psyche that he he's he knows he died in other world and the last mutant who died in other world was rock slide he's is he gonna come back the same like Mm. when he does resurrection it's like part of his psyche and so it's rachel is able to like connect all of them including like gambit's psyche and and then rock slides like y'all and fuckers went through a lot of work to get the right soul huh 
he's uh yeah he he's gonna have questions about this so they're in this battle they're all like connected with with rachel's ill-defined phoenix power uh <laughs> captain Britain uses her little psionic knife thing and stabs him right in the head and it basically because of rachel it opens up the siege perilous which opens up a gate to krakoa and all the mutants come rushing in to help and they fight off the the merlin goons and and basically save otherworld um and it's rogue who's there when gambit starts to come back to life and gambit's like man am i still dreaming and she's like no baby you just opened up a portal and i came rushing right to you <laughs> and it was it was sweet and i loved it and uh yeah so otherworld is basically free now um betsy braddock and uh rachel they shared oh that was the last issue that I, I skipped over it it was the last issue that happened but rachel has been on this tear of like i'm never gonna lose you i can't lose you you're under attack from all these things and she's been like super obsessed with betsy lately well they kiss now and they're in a relationship sweet it's pretty cool they seem happy together um and then betsy decides Captain Britain has always been in servitude of Saturnine, of Otherworld. What if Captain Britain was in charge of Captain Britain? I'm tired of playing Saturnine's games. I'm tired of playing Roma's games. And I'm tired of playing Merlin's games. And she walks in and she tells them all, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm, ca- I'm cool. Captain Britain. I'm in charge of myself and my cap and my Britain Corps. And also, I'm sentencing Merlin to death, and she fucking murders him. She beheads him. Oh, shit. She beheads Merlin. And so, uh, yeah, they they walk off into the sunset with the Captain Britain Corps behind them, the dragon. Um, oh, that was another plot point I skipped over. I don't know if it will ever come back up, but the dragon and Rachel were uh, telepathically in touch once, and Natural. that's how Rachel discovered that Saturnine and Roma were also trying to like lead them to find the siege perilous for their own reasons and like had no concerns about saving the knights of any mutants. Sure. So that's kind of why that also led to Captain Britain being like, no, I'm done working for all of you. So did so, he ever resolve Shogu being a dragon? He's a just a, he's a dragon in Otherworld. When he comes back from Otherworld, he's a he's a baby. <laughs> He goes to other worlds. Baby, when he's not, and then he's a dragon sometimes, and that's what the life is like. You know what? Sometimes you dragon, sometimes you baby. Like now, wondering when he's an adult, like would his mutant power just be like turning into a dragon or something? I, I, I I wonder because like they did say that the reason he he can do it is because he's a baby, and like babies are his magic. He's so in touch with the magic there that he's just like his imagination runs wild so yeah. it's gonna be an issue where like they need backup and someone just brings a horde of babies and turns into dragons and yells charge <laughs> yeah, legion of dragons <laughs> legion of babies legion of baby dragons um all right. all right so yeah so teeny howard did not leave us uh high and dry she then is now writing a captain britain book betsy braddock captain britain um captain britain like i just said she's emancipated herself she's not uh she's not dealing with these motherfuckers anymore that's why she gets her own book (laughs) Hmm? that's why she gets her own book that's why she gets her own book it's my time uh, now she she finds we we open with her on a on a talk show basically with two men being like i don't feel good about a woman being captain britain yeah i don't feel good about a woman being captain britain either and then betsy gets called off to an emergency because she's now overseeing, she and the Captain Britain Corps are overseeing all the timelines around. And so on Jurassic Timeline, uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex version of Betsy Braddock named <laughs> Britannica, Captain Britannica. That's awesome. <laughs> um, is calling for help because meteors are falling from the sky and she's like, this isn't supposed to be happening right now. Like, I, I I failed because this is happening too soon in this timeline. And it turns out, well, it's not meteors. It's these creatures called the Furies, which are um, basically sentinels from the other world. They hate mutants. They're kind of robots, but they're sentient. Okay. Um, 
And so they quickly discovered that this one's like super tough. They can't really beat it. It's not as big as the other ones. It's smaller, but it's tougher. Rachel has to use her ill-defined Phoenix fire to um to burn it. And and so yeah, they do that. They take the body back to uh, Brian's lab. So the the uh, Brian Braddock, the other the former Captain Britain, Betsy's yeah. twin brother. Before he was Captain Britain, he was a scientist. For those who don't remember, and so he's oh. doing some <laughs> science stuff. Um, Anyone he, know that? <laughs> nobody knew that. Um, he's doing some science stuff, looking at the Furies, figuring out what's going on. Uh, why are they so tough now? Um, and then, like, it looks like an earthquake comes. They all start like shaking around, and we discover that. Uh, the other Braddock brother, uh, Jamie Braddock, the guy who can manipulate reality, he's just strolling along through the the English countryside, along the coast of England, I mean, and he's got the Braddock mansion miniaturized down that he's just floating around with all these, like, uh, paramilitary-looking people begin to, like, shoot at him because he's trespassing or whatever, but he's not. He's, like... This is Braddock Isle. This is like a, he's walking over to an aisle that they own. <laughs> and so he just puts down the house, the mansion. It opens up and boom, there's our headquarters. The Braddock. <laughs> uh, Betsy and Rachel kiss again in the courtyard. They uh, share some lovey moments because Betsy is is off. She has to go figure out what the Furies are up to. So she's going to the fucking world that they live in in other world. And so uh, we then cut to. Do you remember Morgan Le Fay? Yeah. She's back. Uh she's in charge of that um that coven that hates mutants. Um yeah. she also hates mutants because if you remember she was being like basically dissected alive by uh Apocalypse and yeah. fucking Jamie Braddock and <laughs> that shit. That wasn't cool. So she's got some issues with mutants as well. And uh Micromax is here too. So shout out micro uh, Micromax uh uh shout out. And he is a podcast a very popular podcast host. And Morgan Le Fay is basically going to use him to help turn the tide of any favor that Captain Britain could face. And she wants to turn everyone against Captain Britain and have her own Captain Britain. And so in order to do that, she's decided she needs to turn some Captain Britain against another Captain Britain. And so we'll we'll come back to that. Uh, our Captain Britain, Be- Betsy, and Rachel visit the Fury Kingdom. And they're basically like, what do you want? And they're and they're asking, Why why are you making fucking shit to are you did you send shit to kill us? And he's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. You can go away now. And so they just start sneaking through this fucking factory before they're found. And they discover that they are making these like super soldiers. So uh, they teleport their way out of the, or no, they, they fly their way out of there basically. And then teleport out. Um, Pete wisdom shows up because of course he does. He, he's basically like, Hey man, things aren't good in England. Uh, we need a new. We need basically our own like mutant task force. He gets. He gets a. Didn't a, you kick out all the mutants, assholes? <laughs> yeah. Um. And so he he recruits this team that has existed before that I don't know anything about and I don't remember their name, so I'm not even going to bother <laughs> with them. But he's going to have his own little side team. The British Alpha Flight. Uh, more like the British. Like it's like an MI6 type thing. You know, oh, like a, M M11 or whatever. Strike no the strike, the strike. Okay, I don't know them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like I, a few really obscure British superhero teams they've tried making yeah. over the years. Yeah. So, so let's get to the main story, which was Morgan Le Fay. Basically, she she uses her magic water, like looking pond, does some witch magic. You all know how witch magic works, and she uses it to look in on one of the timelines, and she see and she starts attacking this like. Wonder Woman, Xena, Warrior Princess version of Betsy Braddock timeline, or like, kind of like honestly, like Cave Woman almost, maybe even less than that. You know what I mean? Like more just Cave Woman. Okay. Um, because it looks like cave people are around her. So, um, anyway, 
Betsy feels this in her sleep and she wakes up and she jumps over to this timeline to help defend against these incoming furies that um, are able to shoot Rachel. So we don't know what's happening with Rachel, but she just got shot with something. I don't know if they just neutralized her powers because that's all everybody ever does is take away mutant powers anymore. But she just starts plummeting from the sky. Um, it's a full-on emergency. All these fear, it's a full-on fury attack. Morgan Lefay is just sending them in. She's in cahoots with the fucking uh the the Fury Kingdom. Um, so all the other Captain Britons have to come to try to save. And we end with Betsy psychically talking to Morgan Lefay, being like, I can't believe you're trying to turn one of one of us against this. We like we're all you can't do that. Like we're we're indestructible, we're a team. And she says, well, I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to find a new captain, uh, a captain the people will love. And then it ends with a panel of like some woman standing there, but you can't see her face. And it's like, oh, does Morgan Le Fay already have her own replacement for captain? Who is that going to be? I don't know. We've got to wait to find out. So it's a full on multiverse war uh, of the Captain Britain Corps in issue one of Captain Britain. So I overall, I give the whole thing. Um, I'm going to give it three X's. It's a lot. Teeny Howard. Lot. Loves, Sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It, they shoved a lot in, um, in a short period of time, but Teeny Howard loves her fucking self, some Excalibur and some captain Britain. And it shows like, the number of data pages they put in <clears throat> here to just kind of explain the backstory of like <laughs> random shit from Excalibur and captain Britain. Like, early day runs and shit so shout out to that it's always cool to have a a real excalibur type book out you know not yeah. what they tried to do in the 2000s but yeah I, three x's three x's okay okay so next up we have sins of sinister nightcrawlers number two um as i mentioned before for anyone who's a warhammer fan um, I thought this book should have started out with saying in the grim dark future, because this is a lot. They shove a lot of history in like three pages. Oh, a hundred years of history to be exact. We've jumped 99 years of history to be exact. <laughs> well, that's true. We've, it's been a hundred years since we last saw these characters. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Like personally, I felt a bit lost for most of the issue. And then, like, it kind of synced back in when we got to the baby stuff. So, like, I was a little bit, like, detached when I started yeah. the, the book. So, basically, we've now started with, there are legions and legions of these sinister mutant chimera clones, all of the above. And they have taken over everything. They have wiped out almost everyone we yeah. see the kind of a mini montage through the eyes of one of the followers of mother righteous right yes that's her name mm-hmm. um like one of her nightcrawler chimeras kind of bamfing around looking for something and we just see the destruction they're still causing like it yeah. looks like all the shiar are just killing each other constantly they- yeah because they yeah they 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 drove them mad um th- Oh yeah, Xavier put Xavier made them all fear each other. Yeah. And like so they attacked each other. So we don't know this person's name yet, but our narrator is also telling us that part of what she's doing and what all of the the um the night crawlers in in her in my in what's her name? God, Mother Righteous the word kept falling out. What they're doing is they're stealing artifacts. They're bamfing in during these battles so no one will notice them. And they steal all these artifacts, um, like the Siege Perilous, like some Emcron crystals that I think are going to fucking be some big fucking deal. <laughs> um, speaking of the Dark Phoenix Saga, everybody. Um, so, like, they they take uh, Thor's hammer, they take some shit from uh, Loki, and yeah, they're they're basically stealing also using all... magic and like I think like gravity to mess with Thor's hammer since they can't lift it. Yeah, like they yeah. take his arm, so his hand is still on the the thing. No, they just cut his arm off, so he couldn't pick it up. Oh, I see. Now I thought they left his arm on it. Yeah, they're yeah. no, no. They're oh, just using it's gravity it's, play. Yeah. No, yeah, there. It's what's her name? It's lost. Remember, she like manipulated 
the gravity around people that really tall oh yeah 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 it's it's a, a nightcrawler version of her yeah um so that's yeah that's how she does that and um so yeah they that's what they're doing they're basically uh tomb raiding and uh bringing back all these magical mystical artifacts to a, a, a Mr. Sinister for lack of a better term here uh, a Mother sinister. she is a like, sinister it's the little things that make me think of stuff like Warhammer if, if anyone doesn't know what Warhammer is it's like I always describe it as Lord of the Rings in space during a death metal concert and everything's really extreme so like when I'm looking at the ship they're on, Mother Righteous main ship, I guess, it's being powered by, I guess, chimeras of chamber. Yeah. Like seven chimeras that have a chamber aspect to them. Yes. And they're just shooting fire out. Yes. That's insane. It's like, that's just, that's this is the most totally sinister insane. shit. It's the yeah. most sinister shit. And we still have, um, what's his name again? This Ghost Rider version of Cassidy. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Uh, Vox something or another. I forget. Yeah. Now. So Vox, since I guess it's been a hundred years of him being suspicious, which I think is a little ridiculous, but he's not loving everything he's seeing. We're gonna find out why really soon. But we see one, one Chimera, uh, a Cyclops Nightcrawler Chimera, basically giving his last rites, and he's dying because he can't fight the sinister, the sinisterness inside him anymore and at the same time his wife is giving birth to a baby it's not the same time is it the same time no it, they're showing it at the same time because she's telling the backstory of it but oh you're right i'm talking about that yeah, yeah. So, so the do you want me to do it or you got sure you can go okay. you want. um so yeah the like you said the cyclops version of nightcrawler and the x-23 wolverine or a wolverine version of nightcrawler yeah, well, they had, they had a romance and they had a baby, and it was a miracle because none of the Chimera could reproduce, and so it was basically like a Jesus baby. But, but also, uh, keep in mind, it seems like a, since it's been so long, a lot of the newer Chimeras aren't really questioning anything anymore. It's kind of just blind faith, and the older ones are kind of like something's not right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think their numbers are dwindling too. Oh yeah, because yes. Mister Sinister stopped making. He realizes a flaw. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, I'm not doing this anymore. So like, their numbers are very scarce now. Again, it took a hundred years for these guys to figure collectively all this stuff out. But yes, um, and so she gives birth, but then the baby like turns super bright orange and like super bamfs away, but like orange and not purple bamf, which was uh, so tragic when i thought of that I'm like wow because i'm taking it for its word at first and i'm just like wow it just bamf randomly and then you just know you don't know if your baby's dead or not like yeah. it's just gone that's crazy. like that's insane that's terrifying yeah um and so it, that broke cyclops and that's why cyclops was not able to fight back the sinister gene anymore because he was just too brokenhearted okay see i misunderstood that thank you all right you're welcome so then we also, it seems like anytime one of them is dying or about to die, they just try and bamf them into the sphere. Yeah, they bamf them into this like black hole type thing. I think that's, no, I think that's the sphere they're trying to break into that they can't actually penetrate. That's why it's so many bones just hanging around. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're going to die. Might as well try one more time, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Which is, again, real fucked. Really, really fucked. Yeah. So, because. Fox, Mother Righteous is a sinister. Yeah, she's terrible. So Vox is basically talking about what he's recently learned to this maybe X-23 Chimera. And he got to watch Mother Righteous talk to Legion. Now, again, we're not reading Legion of X, so I don't know their relationship, really, you know? I'm yeah. sure there's more to it we're missing. But he's essentially a god in this other realm. He insinuates that he's saved other mutants. And eventually they're just going to fuck off. They're just going to fuck off and go away. <laughs> yeah, it's it, a little. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering what to make of that. Is that a throwaway? Is that something that's going to come up? Like, what's happening with that? You know what I mean? Yeah, again, I guess it goes back to their actual main book. Maybe. maybe so not. basically, he's just like, 
I call bullshit, uh, uh, legion to Mother Righteous. Like, you are not a good person. And Vox is like, I think he was talking to me, not her. Which I'm like, that's actually really good. Yeah. Again, took you 100 years to be suspicious. but Or you've been suspicious for 100 years. And I just think that's a, a bit uh, a bit weird. And you can see progressively he's more like just annoyed and kind of disgusted. And even Mother Righteous kind of comes off like, yes, yes, you worship me. Fantastic. Like she's definitely taking it for granted. Yeah. Like again, she because she's like, it's so funny. Like she's the magical, like religious version of Sinister. She's like, yes, yes, yes. My followers, I'm bored with them now. Like they were exciting before, but now I'm bored because I need to, I want to do this other thing. Yes. And there's a whole thing in the next issue that I absolutely love that kind of breaks down these Sinisters. So we get a data page basically explaining they left Earth a long time ago. They realize it's time to move forward and expand and conquer. And they don't really use Earth anymore. But what's on there is just the remnants of failed projects, <laughs> which is kind of terrifying because we know what sinister projects are like. Yeah, like there are no people left, I don't think. I think no, like there was people left. It's just yeah. monsters. Yeah, and I think like the brood, like the brood attacked at some point when everybody was gone, and maybe they're still down there too. I don't know, but yeah, I think we see the bones of. Oh, I see some brood in that one picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's just a wasteland essentially, and they go back to the mansion and they find Doctor Nemesis as like this full fungi thing, (laughs) I guess, maybe on the ceiling or the wall or whatever, and he's just part of it and he's still alive. You want some coffee, essentially. And they bring him back. And basically, Vox is like, I have a plan. We can use him. But really, he also wanted the original Nightcrawler, which I thought looked fucking badass. Yeah, He wanted the original Nightcrawler to kill Mother Righteous because he's given up. He knows she's not good. And um, the plan doesn't work. Mother Righteous kills the original Nightcrawler. Like, not easily, but she gets the job done. Slits fairly, his throat. Fairly easily. <laughs> uh, slits his fucking throat, which I was like, this is... Yeah, your plan didn't really go great. And then with a snap of her fingers can cause pain to the other Nightcrawler chimeras. So, like, yeah. she's essentially like, anyway, time to move on. Get this thing out of my <laughs> chamber. I don't care. Like, even, even the attempted mutiny she's kind of blase about which i found yeah because she she feels untouchable you know what i mean she's like oh she at one point when like she yeah she tells vox to burn nightcrawler and he starts like not doing it immediately and she's like not you too you want a dose of the same you ungrateful little and then as she's saying that um some of the nightcrawlers bamf off with uh the original nightcrawler right is that what i'm saying well, I took it as they were just moving his body also to that same, same, uh, yeah, gateway thing. Just as a, you know, just as but a, they like wrap the him up first and stuff. Yeah, it's just a funeral. Yeah, yeah. Now the X twenty three Chimera, she sees something in the orbs. She sees her child in the orb. So now she has hope, basically, and now she has a purpose, and she bamps back to the X mansion basically swearing revenge and swearing to make things right and that's how we end the issue yeah next time we'll see them is a a year 1000 i mean her yes we'll see probably year 1000 but like Um, it's like okay well now we've got a lot more story we're gonna cram in here okay yes that's i'm wondering how that's gonna work the issue itself like i said it it started off kind of messy because they're trying to cover so much in, in a short time like i feel like especially with event books like you should be allowed to make this a thicker issue if you're going to try and cover so much. Like, I'm pretty sure Immortal X-Men is a bit thicker. It feels like. I think it's that or, like, the just the material is different because the cover definitely feels slicker. Yeah. So I gave that one three X's. I'm going to do three it, it X's. It picked up back in the end. Yeah, three X's, I think, is is a... I think it's a good point for this. So now we get to the book where I have many theories, many notes... Let's get right into it. Again, with this Warhammer aesthetic, um, we have space deity goddess uh, Hope, 
who's using sinister hope sinister hope yes very important sinister hope who's using um exodus's power of gaining more power from belief and basically demanding belief from everyone in this galactic fleet and it's it works she will literally jump out of her ship and just tear through people and we find out they have these bombs unstable chimeras that they just ignite and then blow up on planets and she just gleefully blows up multiple planets at a time do you remember do you remember what they're made out what they're what the chimera are uh i don't remember exactly no it's uh legion um shit forget now fuck le i think it's legion um polaris and what's his fucking name uh moira's kid what's moira's kid's name proteus proteus thank you unless i'm mixing it up with another weapon they've made it seems like I'm down on the page. Uh, Firestar. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah, I think a different one, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically a bunch of unstable chimeras that can explode. And they just they I think she mentions how they, they use like a temporal thing to freeze them and then just shoot them at planets. And yeah. that's it. Like just destroy entire planets with these unstable mutants. And that's how we're starting this shit. So we also find out that she has chunks of her saved so they can just clone off that because she can't resurrect the exact same way. Cause yeah. it's weird for her. So we're still kind of going back to that idea. Wait, that what? No, the, that yeah. Right. No, she, she, she wants metal arms because she wants to be cable and she's cut her limbs off and left them behind so that they can do the resurrection because her, her body's technically there. They can use it's no, like no, that's it... what I mean. Like they're resurrecting for there, but she mentions how she can't resurrect properly. Oh, I see. What you're saying. Unless yeah, it's yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah. So while that's happening, we see how they've all just cloned themselves. We've seen how this fleet grew. They have their main ship, the Marauder, that just it's just showing off how powerful they've become. They have different suits. They all look different. But the council, very important, the council is still the same. We did find out they eventually caught and killed um, Mystique. Yeah, I have. I want to talk like. It was very just said, like they just said it. I don't you believe, not believe it, it. I don't because like otherwise that's like the whole reason destiny is keeping this timeline around because Mystique was supposed to live. That's why I don't believe it. Yeah. I think they think they killed her. 100%. Yeah. So in the meantime, Sinister's back. Um, a very, a much more subdued Sinister for the rest of this issue. Um, and looking, we find looking out, pretty fit. Looking pretty fit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we find out he has made a character we met in House and Power of X. Uh, Rasputin 5 or 4? Four? 4. Uh, Rasputin 4. She has but, multiple powers. We've seen her. But remember, we know this character, but this isn't the character we know. This is no. the Sins of Sinister timeline version of Rasputin 4. <laughs> yes. Not, not the Moira Life 9 version of Rasputin 4 that got sucked into the black hole in, yes. in Hoxpox. Very important. It's very um, important to remember that. Yes. So then the rest of the council, <laughs> which I was kind of surprised. First, he gives a demonstration. And he explains that she is a true faith hero. She has the beliefs of a hero. That's why this works. Like the 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 empire needs that hero who believes what she's doing is actually correct. Which I like that idea. Like that's what was missing. Like true belief in what you're yeah. doing. So the rest of the council's like, all right. I think she's she, yeah. She has four different powers, whatever, four different five. genes, five different genes. And they're like, can you do more than five? And he's like, no, that's impossible. He's just like, this is, this is it. And they're like, okay, Hey, guess what? We're not going to need him anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to need him anymore. So they're already planning on killing him now. <laughs> oh yeah. He had to. And he 100% knew that the minute he said, no, it can't be done. Like, Oh, well now I'm done. Well, we knew as like the reader, it was different because he, him being sinister, definitely is treating Rasputin differently like with mm -hmm. respect and like love and care 
And like the way he's written, I immediately got this sense of this guy who's kind of just defeated. He's kind of just done. So, and even the way they're when they leave the room together, uh, Sinister has his arm around Rasputin. Like it's different. He's a different guy now. I don't. Okay. Yeah. So then we get to um, Sinister going back to his room, and th- I guess the first time he's meeting Mother Righteous. Yeah. She's like, I got a book with secrets, and he's like, Can I see it? And like, Yeah, maybe. You know, here you go. So we find out from this book that the original Nathaniel Essex made four different versions of himself to find different ways to survive or beat the advanced AI that eventually inevitably is coming. So basically one for cosmic power, one for post-human Dr. Stasis, one for magic mother, right? Uh, righteous and the Essex factor. That's you meaning sinister. Yep. I love that idea. I love it. That it's makes so, so much more sense. Of course, Mr. Sinister would do that. Yeah. Now again, uh, our Mrs. Sinister thinks yeah but like i remember being transformed by apocalypse like i am mm-hmm. the original so i'm not concerned and he's kind of like this is all very interesting but fuck off like so here's why here's why i'm going to tell you i don't think mr sinister has changed because when mother righteous is like all right i'm i'm out of here then bye he sits there like like you said looking defeated but he's what he's saying is this does change everything. I can use this, but I need my Moira to really use it. And I need them before the council crushes me. So he knows what's coming. I he's think like, he's oh, doing Nathan- that though. Oh, sorry, go ahead. And then it's, oh, Nathaniel, what did you do to deserve this? Come on, man. I still get this tone of like a somber, like he needs a Moira to fix this shit. Yeah, cause for himself. I don't know yet. I really I, don't. I know. It's well, so we'll Mr. get to fucking it. sinister, dude. We'll Come get on. to it in the end. We'll get to it. You so can... then we cut back to Hope and Exodus, who are on another mission. And Hope even says, like, it's the same thing we did last time. Someone eventually is going to figure out it. But you know what? We're just going to do it and have fun. And she's like, does everyone believe in Hope? And they're all like, hell yeah. And she's like, fuck, let's go. Let's do it. And she jumps down to the planet, just like we saw in the beginning of the same issue with Exodus. Then Exodus flies back up. And she's like, hey, where are you? And he's like, just far enough. Because hope and faith and religion are kind of hard when the Messiah is right there. It's much stronger when they're dead. Yep. (laughs) Because this is a sinister exodus. You're goddamn right it is. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot easier with you dead. And I get all that power, which made me think of that alternate future where it's like the giant exodus head eating the sinister. Yep. And I'm like, oh shit! And eventually, do we know? It looks like the Chitari uh, from uh, yeah. Avengers. Yeah. Um, it looks like they just eventually tear apart Hope, and she dies. And they even said like, she's the first member of the council to die. Yep. And also, there was a, a little line before, uh, like a little data page thing from Hope before, where she's like, "When I killed Mystique, it was really nice killing a council member. Something to think about." So, like, she was already plotting to kill the rest of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they all are. They're all plotting to kill each other. Yeah. So the end of this issue, well, actually a little before the end, um, Sinister's with Rasputin, and he says one last thing for you, and it's the thing that takes away the Sinister gene. And he kind of just tells her, like, I fucked up. Like, this is all fucked up, and it's all my fault, and I do buy it. I buy no, it. No, dude, it's bullshit. <laughs> what the hell? But wh- why would he have to bullshit Be- her? She's already he... malleable. It's part of what he's doing. Like he's using her. Like the he needs to malleable her into being a hero. He's given her. He's made her into this hero that he can use as his own personal weapon to go get his fucking Moira. <laughs> like that's know. all also, it is. Actually, I'll say it for the end, but. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm be- I'm choosing to believe him for now. I don't I don't believe it for a fucking on their second. cowboy bebop ship. Um. So eventually, Rasputin hijacks one of the ships, blasts off into space, and now we're gonna see where they go. And the best line though is um her asking, "How long will the mission take, sir?" Five years, I think. Surely, no more than five years. Next issue is another um is it a thousand year years 1, in the 000. future. Year one thousand. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was clever putting that little line in the book. Like, ah, five years stops. Um, I gave that issue five X's. I really um, liked it. Yeah, I, I'll go with four. I really liked it too. Yeah. Um, so one thing I think when I read this issue is whatever happens at the end of this event, I think Rasputin's gonna survive and be part of the regular timeline. Maybe. If not this one, maybe the Moira Nine one or whatever, the the original one we met. Yeah, I think uh, somehow they're gonna actually incorporate this character. Just like <laughs> uh uh Nate Summers and all that yeah. stuff. There's always like a cast off from these events yeah. that just end up staying. Could be. Could be. And also this is always now gonna be an alternate timeline if when things get changed. You know? Oh my like, god, can, yeah. There's yeah. There's going to be so many little, like in five years, there's going to be a revisiting of the Sins of Sinister timeline. And... Yeah, like those characters broke the time barrier and want to take over this world now or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I like that issue a lot. That was really good. Um, this week, the Brotherhood uh, Brotherhood of Mutants came out. I, yeah, I, I think it came out this week. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, so we're going to definitely cover that next time. Um, yeah, so... We have one, two, three, four, five. Five more to go. Nice. We have um, a lot to fucking cover and five more. It's gonna be our next episode actually won't be a Sins of Sinister one. Probably be catching up on the mainline X-Men book and Bishop War College 2. Okay. I wanna say it's like two or three issues we're behind. Probably. For the main X-Men book. And then uh Bishop War College. And then if we have time, two episodes of the animated series. Mine's fucking well. Mine's fucking well. We got to get to that Dark Phoenix saga. Hell yeah. So thank you guys so much. Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Krakoa Radio. You can go also to KrakoaRadio.com. You can find me at Madman3005. And side note, if you see a comment um, on X Twitter that negatively talks about any lesbian or gay relationship, tell us people to fuck off. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of hate in the comment section when they talked about um, Mystique and Destiny a lot on oh, Marvel on. Twitter and just the comment section full of pieces of shit. So if yeah, you see that, you know what? Tell them to fuck off. Don't, but also, don't continue to talk to them. Just tell them to fuck off. And that's it. And also, they're not fucking X-Men fans. So like, no. fuck off. They can, they're not even worth the time. Sometimes, just yeah, fuck, not worth the time. Just but fucking also, block them and move on. A part of me sometimes feels like it's good for people in different communities to see people support them. Yeah. Maybe don't even interact with them. Just leave a nice comment saying that's beautiful. Or, that's awesome. If that's how you feel, it's worth taking that second to do that. Yeah. So actually, yeah, I, re- I retract that a little bit. Don't instigate. Don't have a conversation with them. They're pieces of shit. They don't really care. But you taking the time to leave a message saying this is awesome or this is a special, or this is important. It's going to make finally, someone like this is Canon. Finally, yeah. this is this obvious thing that's been around since 1980. Something is fucking Canon. Exactly. Take that time just to leave a nice message about it could change the life of someone in that community, knowing they're not feared and hated, knowing that they're loved by that other people. Familiar. Be good. Yeah. Right. Almost like it's always been a metaphor. But that's my soapbox for today. But thank you guys so much for listening. But don't forget, you want to be part of the X family? You got to subscribe. You got to comment. You got to rate. All right? We've been getting some fantastic messages on Twitter, and we really appreciate it, guys. It means the world, seeing a random nice message. And just remember, that means the world to other people, too. So be nice to each other and go out there, have a good time, and we will see you X time.